0: Welcome to the MPPT Podcast, fitness tips how busy dads reach their fitness goals, distilled down into 10 to 15 minutes. This is episode 10, Mobility and Flexibility Workouts. Can they be beneficial for busy dads? So if you're a busy dad who wants to hear what it takes to achieve your fitness goals in the limited time available for exercise and working out, keep listening, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Chris Brown. I'm the owner of Muscle Performance Personal Training in Toronto, Canada. And again, today I have episode 10 for you and we're going to discuss how flexibility or mobility workouts are a valuable part of an overall fitness plan for all of you busy dads out there. So let's dive in. Now, from the show intro, you might have guessed that the answer to the episode's title question Mobility and flexibility workouts, can they be beneficial for busy dads? The answer is yes. As we get into our mid-30s, into our 40s and older, it's often valuable to include some specific workout time for maintaining movement quality. And we'll get into the specifics, you know, the the practical application, how to implement these into your fitness program or your fitness plan, but know that we're gonna talk both about doing separate mobility and flexibility workouts, how that can help, how to implement those, as well as how to fit these things into your workouts. So they don't always have to be done, as standalone sessions, even though there are additional benefits to doing that. Okay, but first let's answer the question, why? Why can they be beneficial? And number one, or the first thing that I want to touch on is because of many of our jobs, right? What we spend a a significant amount of the day doing, it tends to either involve very limited movement, some certain postures maintained for multiple hours in a day, and or our jobs involve a limited number of repetitive tasks, right? Probably the most common example brought up in this type of discussion is people who have an office type job, but now also working at home, it's relevant too. is just working, being seated for that time and how that starts affecting movement, dedicating some extra time to mobility and flexibility, how that can offset some of that sitting, right? So that's probably the biggest reason. Another one is like we discussed a few episodes back on power training, I'll link that in the show notes, is when was the last time you ran, you jumped, you skipped, things like that, right? These movements that we often, we do lots of it when we grow up, but then as we get older, we stop doing them. They expose our bodies to greater ranges of motion, more degrees of movement, things like that. And the old adage applies. If you don't use it, you lose it. And in turn, losing movement capacities like this, it makes us feel older. It's usually not the age that we are that you know has us feeling older. It's that we don't move as much, at least in terms of how we feel physically as we get older. Right. If we can maintain that moving capacity as best we can, even if that's exposing our body to that in workouts or during training, etc. then that's going to help us help our bodies feel younger and move better. Okay. now mobility and flexibility. Let's kind of break out the two terms. Flexibility obviously relates more to muscle extensibility. Right. So thinking of stretching and muscle length, just the general term flexibility, many of us have heard for a lot longer than the term mobility or the concept of mobility. It's kind of like the new kid on the block and mobility refers more to the freedom of movement or the movement capacity at a joint. So instead of thinking specifically about muscles, we're thinking more about movement at a joint and everything that encompasses. It could be muscular. There's definitely joint structure, things to think about there, um, as well as the nervous system, right? And the nervous system and muscular system, they work together in tandem very closely. Now, to not overcomplicate this, this is usually things that I'm thinking about as a trainer when we get into that the actual application we don't need to consider the in-depth science behind all this in order to do it and do it effectively and safely okay so f- let's give you an example ankle mobility in certain kinds of shoes we can lose some freedom of ankle movement okay so ankle mobility in general would refer to the ability of the ankle to move in all of its possible directions so we broke down the terms and let's get into now the practical application of this. How do we incorporate flexibility and mobility into a fitness program? So within actual workouts, let's cover that first. Number 1, we can put it in our warm-ups, right? So beyond just, you know, doing jumping jacks, hopping on the bike or the treadmill for, you know, a few minutes at the start of your workout, it's also a great time to add in mobility or dynamic flexibility drills to warm up the body for ranges of motion during the actual workout, right? If you have squats in your workout, for example, whether it's body weight, whether it's loaded with weight or bands, whatever, it would be great in the warmup, have some sort of body weight squat just to get the hips already moving. So exposing the body to that in the warm up without any weight can be beneficial if you're doing that in the workout. Okay, besides the warm up, another good place to put mobility drills because they're not like stretches that are held for a length of time, they're often just full range of motion movements or larger range of motion movements, is putting them in during rest periods. So if you're doing an exercise and then you rest, instead of standing or sitting around during that rest period for 30 seconds, a minute or more, we can actually put in mobility exercises or mobility drills which can also make for a more efficient use of the limited workout time. Because now you're not just standing around or sitting around while you're resting, you're doing something with that time. Doesn't have to last the whole time, but you're still doing something with it. And usually an effective way of implementing this is, say your hips feel tight on a squat or a lunge or something like that, put a mobility drill in for the hips to loosen up the hips a little bit more between your set, okay? Another benefit of fitting it in during the rest periods is when we do a mobility drill or any flexibility type drill during the warm up it's usually only performed once for one set. If we put it in during the rest periods, if you have 3 sets of squats that you're doing, you could fit in 3 sets of a mobility drill. So you can do more you can do the drill more times, which it's going to lead to a bigger effect. So this can be helpful for if you have really tight hips, really tight shoulders for example, or a really tight upper back, whatever the area is that you would want to prioritize, it can be really beneficial to adding the mobility drills in between the exercises rather than just doing it once at the beginning of the workout. Okay, And just one more note, if you're doing it during the rest periods, you'll want to ensure it doesn't negatively affect the actual exercises. Right, So you don't want it, A, to be too fatiguing because some mobility exercises may actually be fatiguing. So you want to pay attention to that, how how it makes you feel. But also that it's not negatively affecting the performance of the exercise. For example, if you are doing a bench press or a push-up, right you wouldn't want to do a mobility drill for the chest the front of the shoulder because it it would uh, have the muscles move through the same range of motion and gain tension in the same way as it would during that bench press or push-up so usually the mobility drills when they're implemented effectively they target uh, aspects of movement that restrict optimal exercise performance okay now that was if you incorporate flexibility or mobility drills in the actual workout but we can also incorporate extra flexibility flexibility or mobility sessions now number one these can be brief these can be like 10 minutes right if you want to go a little bit longer 15 minutes maybe 20 minutes but they don't have to be like a full half an hour to 60 minute workout again these more frequent extra sessions would be great time to spend on movements or mobility drills that you want to prioritize. So again, if you have particularly tight or restricted areas, hips are common, shoulders are common, those sorts of things, those would be great things to address in these extra sessions. Okay, and as a daily or almost daily habit, a general rule of thumb that you may wanna aim for is one day per week for each each decade you've been alive. If you're in your 30s, and for three days a week that you're doing mobility drills, okay? If you're doing two workouts, add one extra mobility or flexibility session in a week. If you're in your 40s, that goes up to four days a week, including what you're doing in your workouts, okay? Last point is with mobility drills, regardless of when you do them in, in actual workouts or in their own sessions, it often ties in proper... A proper pattern of inhaling and exhaling in terms of breathing. You don't want to hold your breath. Mobility kind of came around because stretching and the muscle-only view of flexibility, it really didn't incorporate all the factors. And one of the factors that can restrict movement or even restrict things like muscle length is tension. Right? It's called neurological tone. It's kind of like the nervous system is preventing too much freedom of movement because it's worried about the potential for injury if it does so. Okay, so when we do these mobility drills to try and improve our movement, you want to make sure you're inhaling properly, you're exhaling at the proper time, and really that you're not holding your breath at any point during the movement because breath holding just promotes more tension. So we covered a lot in this episode about flexibility and mobility we covered you know the the difference in these terms how these two components can be very beneficial in many busy dads fitness programs especially if their career involves a lot of uh, repetitive or sustained postures things like sitting and or a lot of the same repetitive movements we also covered how to build this into an overall fitness program including how much time is how much time is needed to really see an effect or what's a good amount of time to aim for in terms of adding it into workouts or extra days of the week, right? So that you can reap the benefits and ultimately move well, which in turn leads to you feeling younger as you get older, because movement plays a role in that, at least in terms of the physical body. Okay, so remember the old adage, if you don't use it, you lose it. So we're trying to keep using it. That's what this all comes down to. Keep exposing your body to movements that you might not do regularly. Find a way to do that to keep feeling like you move well for as long as you can. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review for the podcast on your platform of choice. If you haven't done so yet, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Amazon Music. This is now the 10th episode, so it's kind of like a little milestone. If you want, search the past episodes. Or if you haven't heard some of the other episodes, search search the past episodes for the other topics covered so far to help busy dads reach their fitness goals in 2022 okay i want to thank you for listening to this episode tune in again for next week's episode this is chris brown the host of the mppd podcast and the owner of muscle performance personal training in toronto canada thanks again for listening and until next week take action and stay healthy